Entrepreneurs Will Save the World. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. We focus on the mindset shifts entrepreneurs make to increase their influence and impact in the world. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the Add Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast. We would love for you to like, share, and leave a review of our show. Subscribe on YouTube. Most importantly, help us spread the word about the great stories being shared on our show. Justin Breen is the CEO of the global PR firm Brepic Communications and global connectivity platform Brepic Network. He's also the author of the number one international best-selling book, Epic Business, and his second book, Epic Life, which features a forward from Peter Diamandis, launches this summer. He's an extremely active member of Strategic Coach 10X and Abundance 360 Summit, and he has an incredible global network of visionaries and exceptional businesses. Justin Breen and Robert discuss the power of visionaries and the importance of sharing your message with the world. Justin presents his belief about the four stages of maturity. Most people get to get, the next level give to get, then get to give, but the highest level give to give, and only true global visionaries get it. Well, Justin, thank you so much for joining me today. i just uh, excited to have this conversation. One, thank you. Uh... Thank you for serving our country. I really appreciate it. Um, and I was listening uh, to your interview with Frank Sinclair uh, earlier today when I was when I was running, and you, you did a good job, good job interviewing him. I really liked the the back and forth with you two. It was really good. Well, nice. Well, thank you for checking out the show, and and yeah, thank you for researching enough to know that that I served, and so um, appreciate that. So typically, I just let everyone start with their own entrepreneurial journey and what got them to, to the place where they are today. Yeah, you know, everything everything's a journey, right? You know, a journey. So uh, I don't usually mention it, but we're recording this April 14th. And uh, so April 16th is the five-year anniversary of uh, first company uh, incorporation date. Um and so started the first one with zero, zero business background after job salary was cut in half. I couldn't find a job. So that was five years ago. And uh, now I run two global companies that only partner with the top entrepreneurs on the planet. Um, and then, uh, or the ones that will make the investment to become that. So, you know, five years with zero business background now, you know, multiple billionaires who are partners and also lots of folks that have been dirt broke because they don't, you know, no excuse, just figure out a way to make an investment. So it's been an interesting, <laughs> interesting journey from that to now. So happy to talk about that more. Sure. So what was your, what was your corporate background before you made the leap? Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you mentioning that I'd done my research. Um, I like to know in some capacity who I'm talking to. Um, so I was a journalist for journalist for 20 years who's, uh, whose father was a, a war hero who was 61 when I was born. So he was a World War II hero. And, uh, wow. Yeah. So I have, I'll, I'll, I can talk about that more, but I have, I'm a mix of him and, and my mom, endless hustle, no excuses, just figure it out. Um, 
And so, yeah, I was a journalist for 20 years and created first company based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So I actually don't know what PR firms do other than annoy journalists. So created a solution, solved it, successful global company. And then newer company is just technology platform for that brain, high price point invite only connectivity platform. So, you know, I have a, my dad's my litmus test. He was, and my mom. Uh, but my dad was shot down nine times in combat, many times without a parachute. So he got back in the plane, no excuses. So anytime a little, little bit of a hint of an excuse comes up, <laughs> no excuse, get back in the plane, no parachute. So that's served me well over the last five years. <laughs> nine times. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of planes going down. I mean, World War II, I mean, you know, and uh, people that make, most of the world makes excuses and they, uh, and uh, then they use those excuses as excuses their entire life. People like me, no excuses, get back in the plane and uh, make the investment. So my directness eliminates the overwhelming majority of society, but that's okay because the people that uh, it does attract are the ones that change the world. Um, and I mean, that's entrepreneur life. So that's not consultant world. That's not small business world. That's, you know, employee world. That's top entrepreneur global world. So you're either one of those people or you're not. So I just happened to be one of those people. I didn't know it. Didn't know it until my job salary was cut in half. But now, now I know that. I love it. So my, I, I recently wrote a book and my second chapter is called Own Your Shit. So right. Basically, yeah. taking taking one hundred percent responsibility for for your life, and and, right. and 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 you understand that entrepreneurs are the ones that figure that out, and not not to say that other people don't, but entrepreneurs have no choice. Like to be successful, they have to they have to figure that out, and 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 the ones that don't either own their job or 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 are mediocre, right, and, and end up closing or satisfied with mediocrity. Yeah, so most of the world is satisfied with mediocrity. I mean, and that's fine, by the way. Most of the world's playing not to lose, and then people like me just playing to win. And then uh, usually, not always, people like me are married to human stabilizers. So my wife's a, she's a pediatrician. So if you think of the opposite of me, it's my <laughs> love, warmth, empathy, rules, order, stability, uh, that whatever that is. And then I'm just like, you know, I'm, and then our kids are an interesting Kids are an interesting mix of that. They're nine and seven. Um, and so they've got my wife's, thank God, they've got my wife's like warmth and love. And then my like, no excuses, <laughs> like just full throttle. So I would say they're me, me evolved, which is very exciting to see that. Nice. That's yeah. a, that's a, a great combination. It's always interesting to, to watch our kids and to see ourselves inside in them. Well, they're much better versions than me. I mean, and, um, you know, uh, it's really important to know where you come from and then know where you are, know where you're going. Um, and, you know, again, my dad came from nothing. He came from nothing. He'd be 106 if he was alive, 106. Uh, I'm 45, just turned 45. And then um, he kept a diary of his experiences fighting the battle of the Hurricane Forest. Um, wow. Yeah, so I found that after he died. He died when I was 13. And uh, so I write exactly like he does. Boom, 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 boom. Just no fluff, 
own your bleep, <laughs> full own your bleep. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so that's my dad. He, he was an attorney in the Nuremberg trials. Uh, oh my. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my dad. Okay. So then, then my mom, my mom was 27 when I was born. So in his late fifties, my dad was, uh, a drunk driver hit him head on. Drunk driver killed instantly. Dad broke every bone in his body, survived because you don't, you don't make excuses, right? So then my mom was his nurse. Uh, so she literally saved his life. And then so most of my days talking to the world's top entrepreneurs, I mean, again, not business owners, not consultants, not solopreneurs. I'm not, I'm talking about the very top people. And uh, I still haven't met one with more hustle than my mom ever. I've never met another person who has more hustle than my mom. And so I'm just the I'm the combination of that. <laughs> so I didn't think there was anything in common with me and my mom before I started an entrepreneur journey, other than we like dairy products. We really like butter and ice cream. But then I'm like, oh, oh, reached out to 5,000 people to find first five clients. So one out of a thousand said yes. So I'm like, oh, there's my mom. Okay. A lot in common. No. Nice. Yep. Yeah, that's that's. That's not just hustle, that's perseverance. Well, there's, I mean, she's the ultimate hustler in a good way. And then again, like, I like, I mean, I don't like the word, but I like how you use the word mediocre. Um, so the, um, I have two, two books. Well, the first book came out two years ago and then Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference, did the forward for that. I mean, Never Split the Difference, one of the top entrepreneur books in the last 20 years. And then- Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So most books are meaningless because there's no meaning behind it. If I do something, I don't do a lot of things, but if I do them, they have to be at the highest level. And so then the new book is first one's Epic Business, second one's Epic Life. And then Peter Diamandis did the forward for that. Um, I mean, he's one of the top 50. Forbes named him one of the top 50 entrepreneurs in the world. So uh, it's coming out in a couple months. I'm very grateful for that. But one of the chapters, one of the chapters, because you said the word mediocre is, uh, High achievers don't like mediocre people and mediocre people don't like high achievers. Um, and so that's a quote from Nick Saban, who's won seven national championships in college football. And he gave a speech saying that quote. And um, the people who really, really like me are the highest achieving people on the planet. And the people that have no idea what I'm talking about are is basically everyone else. <laughs> Absolutely. So you mentioned journalists and really starting your your entrepreneurial journey yeah. to create a company that didn't annoy journalists. So let's talk about PR because obviously PR marketing sales are all necessary for, for entrepreneurs, but they're all very different elements of mm -hmm. the process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair, fair question slash statement. Um, I haven't done outbound sales or gimmicks or marketing in years um, because my directness eliminates people who are business owners and it attracts, um, it attracts the top people in the world. They're like, oh, what is an investment? Let's go take action. Um, so it eliminates what do you cost or charge? Um, I don't actually sell anything. So I'm just the buyer of the people that I, um, that, you know, we want to partner with. And then, then, you know, they invest in my firms, they pay, but, I'm just a buyer. Like you're either one of these people or you're not. So, um, so I guess that's a, a different take on marketing. Um, no sales, nothing outbound, just attract like attracts like, but what I will say is, um, 
Um, you know, I don't, I never understood PR firms uh, when I was a journalist because you get hundreds of press releases every single day from people you don't know that I don't understand that. I mean, that's a problem. Um, and then so the formula for creating a successful global company is very simple. As you see a problem, create solution, problem solve successful global company. So if that was a problem, created a solution, solved it, successful global company. And then I was never really a journalist. They, you know, no one understood what I was talking about. Um, cause as a journalist, I would write about cool people changing the world and now write about cool people changing the world and then connecting them. And I never understood negative news or politics. I'd never understood any of that. If it bleeds, it leads. It makes no sense to me. Um, so they'd give me these weird jobs because they didn't know what to do with me for 20 years. Um, so I was just never meant, I was never meant for that world, but it was good to be in that world because I learned, um, learned how to, you know, communicate with people and understand what their story was very quickly. Nice. I love that. Cool people changing the world and, and sharing those stories, right? Connecting people. So let, yeah. let's talk about connection and, and the power of not just human connection, but the power of connection to, I mean, obviously grow your network, but also to to serve to serve your clients, right? You're, you're trying to connect your clients to more like-minded people. Yeah, that's good simplification. Uh, the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary, investment, abundance mindset, entrepreneur, and share their stories with the world. Not there. There's fun fundamental difference between their world people and the world people. Fundamental. Fundamental difference. Um, so I'm either spending time with my wife and children or friends or I'm 100% of my days in that zone of genius. It's really, it's fun. It's easy. I mean, it's the purpose of my life. It's incredibly lucrative. I never get tired of doing it. And there's uh, it's been a really, how my brain works, I don't know why it works like this, but um, my brain takes all this complexity and turns it into patterns. I don't know if you've ever taken IQ, but um, IQ is about pattern recognition. So genius, genius is 140, I'm 139. I talk to a lot of uh, 140 and above who are actual geniuses, and then I can translate 140 and above to humans because I'm right on the right on the border. It's been an interesting thing. But so one of those patterns that I've seen is that there's four stages, four stages when you start a company or you know business, if you want to call this that. So one is you get to get, get to get. So reach out to 5,000 people to get five clients full get to get. So a lot of folks stay in that for their, for their whole lives, get to get. Because then there's then there's get to give. So you're giving a little bit, you're giving a little bit, um, but mostly you're just trying to get. Definitely most people stay in that. They never graduate to the next one. <laughs> the third, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's most of the world. Um, uh, then there's give to get. So you're mostly giving, but there's a deep down motivation to still get something. So that's where that's where business owners stop. That's where business owners who are changing their world there. Then you get to the point where I'm at in these full global visionary entrepreneurs is you give to give, but only to the people who get it. So constantly giving, but only to the people who get it. Because if you give to give to someone who doesn't get it, you damage the, the people who do get it. You damage yourself. And frankly, the person who doesn't get it isn't going to understand it anyway. So at the point, it's a waste of time. I'll be curious to see if there's a fifth stage. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it, but um, 
the visionary entrepreneurs, they give, they give endlessly, but only to the people who get it. Hmm. That's, that's really powerful. Well, that's it. I mean, so, you know, there's mark, like, you know, you ask about marketing. So there's marketing gimmicks and business owner stuff and sales and all the funnels and all that stuff. Or you can just give the give to the people who get it. And then the people who get it will give the give to the people who get it. So, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Um, it's pretty simple. So, uh, but you got to push through that. You have yeah. to go. Yeah. There's no, I haven't seen. So well, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but you've answered, you said the the right answer is that you have to go through those. And then most people don't go through that. They stop. And then here's the other thing where people stop. Cause again, I, I simplify into patterns. So most people would say, Hey, sign me up. You can make as much money as you want. Spend time with your family and friends. Do what you like to do when you're good. Sign me up for that. Right. Sign me up. So I still haven't met one entrepreneur. Again, I'm not talking about business owner. I'm not talking about consultant. I'm not talking about solopreneur. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the top global people. I haven't met one yet. So if you know one, I would love you to introduce me to that person who has not overcome at least one of the following four things, most are two or three, and I talk to at least five all fours every week. So if this is entrepreneur life, here are the four things. One is bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, the highest level of anxiety that you can imagine, and four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. Okay, so I heard a lot of that, by the way, in your interview with Frank Sinclair. <laughs> I heard all four. It's not funny, but I heard all four. So most people, humans, whatever that is, they use those as excuses their whole life. Entrepreneur at the highest level, eh, figure it out. Execute. No excuses. That's what separates entrepreneurs from everyone else. Well, they, they make the switch, right? They make the switch from thinking the world is against them, world is you know happening to them, to realizing the world is happening for them. And, and I think once you make that switch, all of those experiences simply become tools that you're learning from instead of negative things that you can whine and complain about. Well, and, and so one, that's true. A hundred percent true. You know, that's how you actually learn anything is by going through that. Um, you know, there's two kinds of fear, two kinds of people, one that are most of the world is afraid to ever actually do anything. They talk about it. And then there's the, the real kind of fear, which is a blessing is that you have that go through with something and then you learn good or bad, but you learn something. And usually the bad is what actually leads to the great. Um, the good is good, but then the bad leads to, to the great. And so most people, they don't, they won't do it. And that's why I only partner with people who get it because otherwise it's, it's pointless. And that takes away time, takes away time for me and my family. So there's, there's a dovetail to all this. Um, there's a dovetail to it. Cause again, I partner with visionaries who live in abundance, who look at things as investments, not costs. So I talk to some people, not a lot, but they think they're visionaries and they think they live in an abundance world, but they don't have the guts to make the investment. They still live in cost scarcity world. And those are the people, they think they're visionaries, they think they're entrepreneurs, but they're not. They're consultants, they're business owners, and they never graduate because they never actually make the investment. They never take the real action to do it because they're still trapped by the fear to actually take action. That's been an interesting newer thing i guess i've seen in the last year or two yeah well i think there's a that's the reason the personal development space can 
can generate so much revenue is because there's so many people that are investing or spending in that space and and so much of it becomes shelf help they put it on the shelf and it doesn't help well shelf help and and you know deals or you know thousand you know thousand a year <laughs> yeah so and it's it's interesting because um it's been fascinating i just kept raising my rates exponentially uh to eliminate people that ask what do you cost or charge and then it's a really fascinating it's a really fascinating exercise actually um it's a fascinating exercise really you just push yourself out into the future by one making bigger investments in in smaller groups but the people in those groups have bigger impacts and then you just keep raising rates for your own uh firms because that attracts people who get it and then they introduce you to cooler and cooler people who get it and um and it just it's the same formula it, it's just been really interesting to, to continue to push those limits and continue to raise rates for my firms but then also to join groups that um you know where it's bigger investments i mean the first group i was in was like 250 dollars a year i'm actually still in that because i'm loyal but now i'm in two groups that are twenty-five thousand a year each and i'd easily invest fifty thousand a year each because it's the same formula but it's going through that and actually doing it and then i'll just keep making bigger investments well and and it has it has two impacts i think when you when you charge a higher rate the people value what you're offering more and they're more engaged. And so I found, especially at the beginning of this crazy season, we've had the people that were freebies to start Maybe. with, the people that were freebie seekers know. or discount seekers. Those were the ones, they're the biggest pain in the rump. Yeah. The less people pay, the more problems they cause. So I just, yeah. isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, I mean, no, because that's most of the world because they're get to get. That's what I'm, I'm so, yeah. so, right. So you see, so, so people see the, they see the, I mean, I know the answer, so then you'll just do it. So, and and so you can either complain about it and not do anything about it or just do something about it. So, and then, you know, with new company, you know, I'm just annoyed by platforms that let everyone in because people at the highest level, they don't have time for that. So, okay, build a platform that's high price point invite only. I mean, <laughs> just do it. Like you don't, you don't overthink it. You don't complain about it. You just do it. And it's, it's fun to do it and then see what happens. Well, and I definitely have experienced the, the raising the price. Like you eliminate a, you eliminate the discount seekers and the freebie seekers and, and the value, not the value goes up, not because the price went up, but because the energy went up. I think the energy exchange changes the dynamic when people are fully invested in fully in offering. You're either all in or you're all out, period. Fully <laughs> invested. I love that you said that. And again, it's an investment. So people that ask, what do you cost or charge? I'll never talk to them again. Why? Because they're living in they're living in scarcity world. The people I hang out with now, they ask, what does an investment would you look like? It's a totally different, it's just a totally different mindset. And Absolutely. why? Because you just keep raising rates to eliminate what do you cost or charge? That's what you that's the formula. So we've kind of addressed it a little bit, but Let's let's dig into that authenticity for for a person. I think your your authenticity has allowed you to mm. have influence and and eliminate the people that 
that you don't attract it and you're okay with it. But a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that yeah. authenticity. Entrepreneur, not business owners struggle with that. Entrepreneurs, oh, there you go. No, 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 no. So that's a, there's a fundamental difference because people like me are changing the world. Most people are trying to change their world. I partner with the world people, not there, because their world people are complaining about things that they're not going to actually do anything about. And again, it's a very simple litmus test, very simple, because I'm a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur. And again, I see the patterns. I talk to at least one to two people a week, a week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from ever having a family. I talk to, I mean, because there are those all fours, but they... They didn't make an excuse on that end, but they torched their family or never had a family because of it. And I'm just not, I'm just not that, I will never be that person. But, but you know, um, my litmus test is if I talk to someone, I know they're going to waste my time and take time away from me and my family. I'll never talk to that person again. Most people don't have the, they don't have the courage or the follow through or the, the boundaries to do that. But mm. I know I've learned that most people will waste time. People I talk to will not waste time. They'll just take action and make the investment and it allows me to spend as much time with my family as I want to. So that's, that's it. That's the entire litmus test. So let's take that, let's take that boundary. I want to dig into that because you, you, you did use the word boundary there and the idea of, I want to protect my time with my family. And, yeah. and that's a boundary that that's not negotiable. Why would it be? Why would anyone negotiate? See, I don't even understand. I don't understand that. Um, you know, when you, you're a journalist, you don't get into that. Um, you don't get into that for employee count, revenue, office space. You don't, that's not, I mean, I mean, journalism can be a very profitable career for some, but that's not why you do that. Um, so I never understood business owner stuff. It never, it never, I don't get it, but no, I mean, that's, that's it. And, and um, I will say, cause you know, I'm in two of the top entrepreneurial groups in the world. I'm very confident saying that um, one is strategic coach. Um, and then the other is abundance 360 at the level I'm at. I don't care about revenue at all. It's meaningless to me, but I would say most of the folks are running seven to 10 figure businesses, low seven figure to 10 figure. Okay. So that's a good room to be in. Cause otherwise I get bored, but, but a lot of those folks have um, let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from ever having a family. And so my litmus test is if someone's going to waste time and take time away from me and my family, that's it. I mean, there's, there's, that's a pointless conversation because I don't care about all that other stuff. It doesn't matter to me. Well, and, and, and the point isn't, isn't that you have to sacrifice one for the other. The reality is you can create and design the business that you want around the boundaries that you want to protect. hundred percent. That's and the great thing about entrepreneurship at this level is you can create the lifestyle that you want and design your business around that lifestyle and have a great deal of success. Right. And, and, and um, it's pretty simple, but it's not easy because um, here's, here's the thing that I've seen lately, which is another fascinating thing. It's really, it's really interesting because, you know, again, most of my days talking to all three or three or the four of those folks, and then they're running seven to 10 figure businesses. So they're very interesting people. So I talked to a lot of them and I listen and actively learn from it. And um, what I've seen lately is that this is first world struggle here, first world struggle. So they started <laughs> as full entrepreneur creators, full entrepreneur creators. 
And somehow they transformed into business owners and they got trapped by their own business ownership. And they, they don't care about any of that stuff, but they think it actually mattered because it led to material measurements. And um, they lead a lot with material measurements. I always know when I'm talking to one of those people because they're leading with, ah, oh, I got these tickets to this game or, you know, I got this new car, or, you know, past the, this revenue mark for my company. And uh, as a whole, I have found those are the most miserable people on the planet. They're most miserable because they have all this stuff that they don't really care about, but they think people actually care about it. Um, and they don't. And then they don't see their family or they don't have a family. And it, it's really interesting to see that it was like a, a one evolution really high up in terms of material stuff, but very low in, in terms of meaningful measurements. Much different. Well, and I think the the entrepreneurs you're talking about that are impacting the world and changing the world recognize that that it has to be holistic you can't you can't trash your family you can't trash your marriage and be having this huge impact well that's a you know that's a really good point i think that's an excellent point what i see a lot is they have trashed their family or didn't have one because their their impacting the world was in a different way um so they, they bypass the family aspect to impact the world in a different way. So they are still impacting the world in a positive way, but inside they're missing the meaningful measurement from, from, within, from hmm. within. But imagine if they turn the corner and they figure out, right? I mean, ultimately all business is about people. And, and if, right. when you, when you figure out, when you figure out no matter what business you're in, that, that we were put on this planet to take care of each other 100%. Marriage, marriage and family is the first order of that. And so you get marriage and family first order, right? You can get your business and, and impact on the world, right? At second order. And the two of those combined become multipliers, not, not dividers. It's a multiplier. Again, that's my litmus test is the multiplier because when, because it's such a high litmus test, then the people that are attracted to that are, they're, they're big multipliers, but it all starts with family. It all starts with family. Mm. And, um, um, you know, uh, I am actually fascinated by folks that don't have children, what they, what they create, what they create instead of that. And it's not wrong or right. It's not wrong or right. Um, but it is interesting to me, um, folks without children, what they can create, because think of all that time and then purpose, and you just put it into something else, um, so there's nothing wrong with that. I just think it's interesting. And then we will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon. Or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, to dream.com. That's empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. You know, things that I've really actively thought about, I've thought about this at a very deep level, um, very deep level, is that, and you've kind of said this, I'll, I'll dovetail it in the way my brain works, but the fundamental 
the fundamental reason for any living thing, and I haven't seen an exception to this. So if you know an exception, please tell me. I, I haven't seen it. But the fundamental for reason for any living thing is to create more living things. I haven't seen I haven't seen the exception to that. I don't know if there is. I don't know. Pretty sure, pretty sure those are the ones that didn't make it. Well, and you know what? Like, it's, I mean, that's <laughs> right. Okay. So let, all joking aside, that's okay. So, so what entrepreneurship is to me is that it allows me to do fundamental purpose of life, but then also expand that to levels that would not have been possible in, you know, consultant, you know, business owner employee world. It just wouldn't. It, it exponentially grows purpose of life while focusing on fundamental purpose. Okay. So that's one. So again, if there's an exception to that, I'd like to know. So two, um, two uh, in this strategic coach group I'm in, again, most, I don't care, but most people do it. The level I'm at is 25,000 a year to be in it. I would easily invest 50K because that weeds out people that ask, what do you cost your trade? So I was at a group uh, meeting the other day and I was raised Jewish, but I'm all religions. And so I was having a conversation with um, LDS Mormon, LDS Mormon, who has, I think he has 20 grandchildren. And then a Catholic who says the rosary, uh, the rosary prayer every day. He's done that for like 20 years. And he lives on a giant family compound with his um with his family and then his grandchildren, a bunch of bunch of families together. So we were talking about this at a, I mean, it was a very incredible, it was a really incredible discussion, even for ones I have. And we were just talking about, we were talking about believing in some type of higher power, a higher power, a transformational, whatever that is, whether it's religion or God or whatever, whatever that is. And I think for the highest performing entrepreneurs, I think that's an essential thing. I think it's an essential thing because, because it's a, a very comforting, it's a very comforting feeling to know you're not at the center, that there's something, something directing, directing. And it gives some sort of peace for, for this type of world. So those are the types of conversations I have. <laughs> it's well, really interesting. And these, you know, these people are running eight figure business. I, I think that obviously uh, I'm a huge proponent of the mastermind. I'm a huge proponent of the the brain as a sending and receiving unit. And part of that sending and receiving is a connection to the higher power. And, but I believe you know, all of us are interconnected, all of us, but very few tap into that. Very few have access to that, to that level of, mm. of thinking, that level of mastermind where, where you walk into a room and, Ideas are abundant. Creativity flows um, because everybody in the room is is vibrating at that higher frequency. It's at the frequency. That's yeah. right. And so, um, so I strongly feel someone is either born like me or they're not. Because, I mean, again, most people would choose this type of life, but they can't. They use the four things as excuses, or they don't have the coping mechanisms to. They just don't. So. I think you either have that or you don't. Um, but if you are born someone like me, then then you can. And what I do every single day is work on my mindset every single day. I write a grateful journal to my wife every single day, do a grateful journal on LinkedIn five days a week, 
run six days a week. That's when I listened to your podcast with, with Frank Sinclair. And, and you just build this impenetrable mindset, and then that attracts other impenetrable mindsets. So I can connect. I am interconnected to the people who were born in my – This I strongly feel like I just – because, again, I think most people would choose to have this life. They just can't – they can't do it. So I feel very connected to this small amount of people that were born like this, and then we work on our mindsets. We work on our mindsets together. This signals – and it's just a fascinating, it's a fascinating place to be in. All of my best friends are entrepreneurs that would never let entrepreneur life destroy their family life ever. They would never do that. Well, and I think that's the commitment to, I think that's the highest level, right? I, I believe that love is the highest frequency. I think our family relationship, like you said, we're designed to, to create, procreate, right? That's the first level of creation that all of us come to understand and and obviously that's the one area we match the animals right where every living creature is designed to procreate and to to bring others into the fold but i think that the family is the highest level of experiencing love mm-hmm. and of course our culture has broken that in a big way so there's a lot of people that have experienced broken family broken home broken and they don't understand unconditional love and I think that's the other power of, of understanding a higher power is because a higher power gives us that that hope that unconditional love exists, that that mm. unconditional love is possible, right? For us human beings, it's it's nearly impossible, right? We can get to that frequency, or we can understand the idea of that frequency, but we can't. We still have too much judgment. We still have too much um, baggage in a lot of cases, and and so that that unconditional love is 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 hard to but we can strive for that frequency i think but family is the place where that frequency starts and i think for people that understand that even if you've had a broken family in your past you can replace that with a marriage and and your own children and 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 you can reset and that's the power of family and i think entrepreneurs that get that would never sacrifice their family for any amount of money or any amount of business Right. Okay. So one, that was incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful Two, the LDS Mormon who I was talking to the other day, uh, the exercise after that was like, what's your 10 year goal? And he wrote unconditional love. Okay. So, right. Okay. Three, um, uh, my father died when I was 13. My youngest brother died when he was 29 of a drug overdose. I'm 40. And I was like, uh, I was like 33 when that happened. Okay. So that's why I would never let, I would never let entrepreneur life destroy my family life and i'm just a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur and i'm so grateful for my wife every day that's why i do a grateful journal because talk to me is meaningless without actually doing something about it mm. so i'm i'm validating everything you say by taking action the other thing book the book of joy here i'll just hold it up this is what i'm reading now it's by the dalai lama and desmond tutu those are pretty good pretty good ones okay so there's a passage in here which i highlighted and i rarely do that unless it's at a certain level so i this one was so I'll read it slow. There's a Tibetan saying, quote, wherever you have friends, that's your country. And wherever you receive love, that's your home. And it was a very powerful thing because most of my best friends, uh, over certainly over the last three years, I've never met them in person. Wow. And, right. Well, why? You don't need to. It's, it's a, you don't need to do that. My business partner for my new company is in San Francisco. I'm in Chicago. I've met him one time. The person who built the platform, he's in 
Toronto. I've met him one time in person and never needed to. I just threw a big party for the company and that's the only time. But so my home is global because the mindset, the mindset and the magnet is global. And, and these visionary entrepreneurs who would never let entrepreneur life destroy my, their family life is it's country, it's country and home. So there's no limits to that. Because once you find those people, they just introduce you to more people who get it. Absolutely. That's a fantastic quote. And uh, love, well, love that you idea. You're the one. So here, I'm so grateful for people like you because um, on Strength Finders, the Gallup Strength Finders, uh, there's 34 of them. Uh, I'm 32 out of 34 on ideation, almost dead last. Most of the people I talk to are ideator futurists, they're, and they're often the ideal land. And then they have a mix of activator or achiever. So they're, they'll actually do something about it now. So they're living 10 years from now, but they'll do something about it now. Um, so I'm almost dead last in ideation. But when someone like you says something that's a good idea, my top three are activate, maximize, achieve. So immediately simplify, immediately provide the answer immediately. So that was just an example of that. And it just creates this amazing collaboration because the idea futurists, they're idea, 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 idea. They're all over the place and they can't simplify. They can't, they can't activate it. They want to, but they can't. And then my brain, blah, 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 simplify answer, simplify intro, simplify like that. Well, that's what it, that's all it is. Just solves the problem. So you mentioned you mentioned the gratitude journal for your wife and the gratitude journal on LinkedIn. Yes. What, what does that do to your mindset? What what does that gratitude allow for you? When you're constantly grateful, it's hard to be ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's it. That's a, that's as simple as it gets, right there. Well, what's there's 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 doesn't need to be complexity. Um, and what I've learned in five years, again, five year incorporation anniversary is is two days from now. And so what I've learned in five years, thank you. Thank, yeah. I mean, you know, again, I don't even know what an S corp is. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's funny and not two global, co I mean, um, no outbound sales, nothing. Um, just create value. And then, but what I've learned is, and I just keep learning every day actively is that my greatest skill set is I can take all this complexity and immediately simplify it into the answer. And that's a, that's a, a very exciting and wonderful skill set to have. It's such a blessing to have that. Very grateful for it. So we mentioned gratitude. You've mentioned blessing. How has growing these two companies in the last five years allowed you to give back? Yep. So numerous uh, scholarships. Um, Ten-year vision is to have... My first company is called Brepic, new one's Brepic Network. So 10-year vision is to have the Brepic Foundation, the Brepic Foundation, and that will help younger entrepreneurs. A new partnership I recently started, recently started, um, is with Dylan Buckner's family, Dylan Buckner. So Dylan Buckner was the star quarterback, well over a 4.0 GPA in the 1400s SAT, you know, Numerous very high-level schools were looking at him. MIT was very interested in him. I think he was 17, uh, jumped off a hotel balcony uh, right at the start of COVID, committed suicide, committed mm. suicide. And so I've been talking to his dad over the last couple of years. So through through my company or 
through the platform for Epic, we'll be starting a scholarship fund uh, to raise awareness for that, but also for entrepreneurial minded uh, students. Um, and then again, I only partner with, with people like me that are changing the world. So like one of them is, um, one of them is the Schuler uh, Education Foundation, Schuler Scholar Program. So for those who don't know, Jack Schuler, recent Forbes billionaire list, um, he's over 80 now. Uh, he's the former CEO of Abbott Labs. So over the last 20 years, he's invested nine figures and he's giving all his money away. But over the last 20 years, he's invested nine figures to help uh, underserved, underprivileged kids in Chicago and Milwaukee to go to schools like Harvard and Yale for free. So, I mean, that's, I just partner with people like that because they're the, or the ones that will, you know, who want to become someone like that. Cause then otherwise it's a, a their world person and it's boring to me and I can't really help them, but those people I can. That's fantastic. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. You mentioned your wife and obviously protecting your, your marriage, your family is, is super important to you. So I love to ask, you know, what was your most memorable date? <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a hidden meaning behind that question, but no, my, it is, it is completely legitimately asking about your date. <laughs> well, I only answer it that way because my wife and I have became international dating experts. Um, so in, I have, again, I'm almost dead last in ideation, almost dead last, but if I have a good idea, <laughs> activate, maximize, achieve. So right at the end of 2017, I had a good idea. It was a great idea. I'm like, oh, you know, our, my wife and I, our first date was the day before she started medical school. So if there's anything comparable to this, like it's that. <laughs> um, that was a pretty good date, by the way. Um, so at the end of 2017, I'm like, you know, we. so my wife and I never dated. Um, so I'm like, oh, we need to go out once a week without the kids. And at the time, uh, at the time, our kids are like, I don't know, four and three, something like that. And so activate, maximize, achieve. So every week, 2018, we went out without the kids. Uh, a lot of babysitters. Um, our schedules are very, you know, at the time they were much busier than they are now. But um, and so I have big social media following. So I was posting, you know, posting every week. And so we were on the Today Show and Pulitzer Prize column columnist wrote stories about us, numerous TV. And it, it was kind of funny. And then, uh, then the website person for my first company, she was so impressed. She made a website for, for that. I think it's 52 weeks, 52 dates.com. <laughs> so, nice. Something like that. And then, so I'm just giving that background. Cause like, <laughs> it's kind of funny that you talked about dating. And then the last date of that, the last date of that was week 52, obviously right before new year's Eve, we went to one of the top restaurants uh, in the U S called Oriole at one of those bright prefix meals. And uh, that was a great one because not only was it amazing food, uh, it's a three-star Michelin three-star restaurant, but like, you know, just to accomplish that, because um, even my wife didn't think we could do it, but she's not activate, maximize, achieve like I am. Um, and then, you know, to do that was pretty, was pretty cool. And then, and by the way, we have lunch, uh, every wednesday and or every thursday now so without question without question love that that's fantastic so obviously you have a couple other places you have boundaries and routine um 
because you mentioned the, the morning journals and you mentioned protecting these times um, with your wife. What yeah. other routines are, are important to you in, in your <laughs> development? Um, you know, my whole life is routines. I, it's, um, it's an interesting question. Um, you know, most of the people I talk to uh, are ADD diagnosed or undiagnosed and ADD is not a disorder. It's a sign of genius, but it's labeled the disorder because humans don't understand, you know, they don't understand signs of genius. They don't. I but, like that. Well, that's what it is that you label something if you don't understand it. So, um, and then again, I'm 140 IQ is genius. I'm 139. So I can understand, I can understand both worlds. So, Unlike ADD, where, I, where they're all over the place, I'm, I'm not, but I can understand it. I can understand it. And so, every, I mean, everything is a, everything's a pattern for me. Everything. Um, you know, I, everything. I can't think of anything that I do that is out of, you know, most of my days talking to people like you. I'm constantly spending time with my family. I run six days a week, no matter the weather conditions outside. I've done that for 20 years. Um, that great, both grateful journals. And there's really nothing that deviates. I mean, it's such an interesting question because I'm trying to think of something that deviates from, there's really not. I mean, no, because I'm either spending time with my family or growing network on a global level. There's really no, I mean, I guess we hang out with friends too, but. There's really nothing else. All right. So what do you love to do with your family? So my sons, because I'm a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur, right? So um, we do a lot of 5K races together. Very, very proud of my oldest, who's nine. He's already running in the 21s in a 5K. That's that's insane. Like that. I mean, that's, <laughs> that most adults can't do that. Even most good runners can't do that. Um, so he's like an evolved version of me. We do a lot of fishing and then they have travel soccer, they have baseball. Um, and then here's an interesting thing to what you just said. So like, um, I'm like a child myself. I found that like, um, people like me, they have, um, childish mindsets. They're like little kids. So like at school at drop off, like, you know, the parents talk to each other and stuff. I'm like running around with my kids. I'm like, cause I'm like a child and we have just an amazingly fun time, fun and doing all sorts of fun things. I love that. So I, it comes up a lot. I talk a lot about um, the elements of, of being a child that, that get yeah. lost, right? Our, yes. our innocence is, is one area where people focus a lot, but really imagination, right? Imagination, yeah. um, the idea of failure, right? Doesn't, doesn't register with children. The idea of possibility doesn't register with children. Everything is possible. Um, so I love the childish mindset and and love encouraging people to, to part of our creativity. We were designed to be imaginative. We were designed to believe in the impossible. We were designed to, to, to do things that have never been done before. That that's the reason the human condition is so different than every other animal is because we we have the capability of doing the impossible. Okay. So what you just said was very profound because that's what global entrepreneurs are the ultimate example of. They're the fundamental. So this is how I learn in real time and I see it. it. I have to listen to someone like you say it and then I see it. But again, fundamental reason to create living things, but then the entrepreneurs 
the people like me take what you just said to the ultimate level. They don't forget that they're children, that the creative imagination. You, that, you just hit a home run with that. I'm very <laughs> grateful for that. And because that's what it is. So I have this old soul wisdom because my dad would be 100. I should be in my age. I should be older than you. I should be older than you. I should be. My dad was born in 1960. And I don't know when your dad was born, but I'm guessing it was after 1960. Um, so I should be. Am, am I right about that? Am I right? No. When, was, when was your dad born? Uh, 1945. Okay, right. So I should be right. So I should yeah. be as old as your dad. Right. right. So, okay. <laughs> there you go. So I am an old, I have an old soul, 45 year old body, just turned 45. And then I'm with like, a, with a childlike spirit. Like my childish mindset is regressing. Um, my wife, my wife's literally a pediatrician. And so because we have three children, or she has three children, our two sons and me, because I'm, I'm actually more of a child than my nine-year-old and seven-year-old. And I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. Like it is, but it, I'm serious. Like things that even a seven-year-old, like I, and, but I, again, the people I talk to, regardless of their age, they're all like that. They're all. Absolutely. Like I think, I think it's necessary. It's, it's necessary to embrace that. And, and somewhere <laughs> along the way, we're told, we're told act your age or, or, you know, don't be a child or, you know, and, and there's elements of our lives that, that people get that shut off and they never turn it back on. And, and I think that creativity and the imagination are so necessary to the ideas of vision and believing the impossible yeah. and doing things that you know, most people get stuck doing things that they've done before. Ah, okay. Another good one by you, man. I like that this collaborative, all right, so the book I'm reading is called Hero on a Mission by Donald Miller. It's pretty good. So Man's Search for Meaning is the ultimate. If anyone has not read Man's Search for Meaning, uh, I never say S-H-O-U-L-D, but like that is, if you haven't read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the ultimate. Okay, so anyway, this is like a newer version of that. So here's the, for, and I don't say that lightly, by the way. The formula for a life of meaning, three step, and I talk fast, but I'll read this slow. One. Take action, creating a work or performing a deed. Two, experience something or encounter someone that you find captivating and that pulls you out of yourself. This is an example of that. Three, this is where most people stop and then they get mad at people that, that don't stop at this. This is the, pe the people that you just said, hey, stop acting like a kid. These are This is where these people stop. And the people like me, no, no. So three. Have an optimistic attitude toward the inevitable challenges and suffering you will experience in life. So that's being a kid, optimistic attitude for all this stuff that's happening. That's what that is. Absolutely. Love Donald Miller. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. You're, um, you uh, remind me of him. Um, he is um, 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 very, well, he was, I don't know if he still is very religious, very religious. Well, and, and, and he's changed a little being a dad. Yes, he has. Yeah. An older dad. I, <laughs> wonder, I wonder if my dad was like him because my dad was 60, my dad was 64 when my youngest brother was born. He's, his, his whole social media just changed completely. Like he's got pictures of his wife and his baby and his wife and his baby. And, and that family focus has become a priority. Which is well, so why wouldn't it? That's, well, it, why, but he, for so many people, they miss it. They skip out on it, and they keep them separate in separate compartments. And wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever works for someone, great. But no, to me, that compartments no, don't work. No, don't give I mean, them excuses yeah. to 
to keep doing it. It's, it doesn't work. You can't compartmentalize your life. It's like, it's like when somebody comes to me and they have a bad relationship with their father and they think, well, I can, I can grow my business and have a bad relationship with my father. And I said, not very well. You might grow your business a little bit, but if you fix your relationship, then your business has unlimited potential. Relationships matter and our heart matters and our heart is tied to every relationship that we were involved in. And if yeah. we don't make those things right, and like you said, put boundaries around the things that matter to us, you, you lose them. Boundaries matter and, and they're important. Yeah. I mean, again, like this is like a good baton handoff here. It's a good baton, but a verbal baton. And the, you know, the, um, so the people talk about the relationships, you know, freedom of relationship, but people miss the most important one. You know what the most important freedom of relationship is? Freedom with yourself. Me, me myself and I. Yeah, I tell people all the time. I mean, God said it. I, I, I'll just go jump to scripture, but Jesus said, love God, love higher power. Love your neighbor, but people skip out on the love your neighbor as yourself. And right. So you've got to love yourself first before you can love others and before you can love God. Right. <laughs> the, so. the three, but the three are necessary. And if you skip out on one, you're missing out on, on the power, the energy, right? This is really all about energy. And I think that childhood thing understands the energy. That childlike spirit understands the energy. You can't explain it, right? Can't put words to it because because it's not explainable, but that's where they get the imagination and the ideas and those things because they're connected to the infinite. They're connected to the idea of a rocket going to the moon and taking a nap on the moon and, and just all these things that, that parents and, and adults all say, well, that's nice, but it won't work, <laughs> right? We kill it. And so many kids are allow it to die, but those kids with the, with that spirit like you have that, activates and takes action different things happen and we and you and i both know what happens when people take action 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 is a mind changer the funniest thing uh so when i started first company pr firms laughed at me that will never work so when i'm and then new company uh which is starting to gain a lot of a lot of traction and new members uh People like that's not going to work. So when people say it's not going to work, <laughs> like, great, please. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Well, it's not, it's not only that, but I know if someone says it's not going to work, that it is going to work because that's just the person that's not, it's not going to well, work. By law, by law, it has to. If somebody says that it can't, right. then by law, the opposite has to be true. <laughs> right. So that's what, and then again, talk is meaningless without action. The, one of the groups I'm in is Abundance 360. Um, so that Peter Diamandis, again, he's writing the forward for my book. So, um, these are the top futuristic ideators on the planet. So they're literally building flying cars. They're developing technology that will allow us to live for 200, 300, 400, if not forever amount of years. I mean, that's actually happening now. It's nice to be in a room where you learn that, uh, mining asteroids. These are the people that invented Bitcoin. So I like to be in a room like that because one, these people actually will take action to make investment. But two, I'd like to know that, you know, these are the people that are the kids at heart. They're the all fours who don't make excuses. And then their children at heart that don't let uh, mediocre. That was, I think that was your word mediocre earlier. Mediocre people tell them, no, they just say eh, whatever. Well, and, and yeah, if you're listening to mediocre voices or I talk about the people that are satisfied in their misery, 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Well, their comfort zone bad. is miserable. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they're, they don't have an optimistic attitude about suffering because that's what I mean. Well, they believe that they believe they're supposed to suffer. They believe that that's what they're supposed to, or, or like Marianne Williamson's quote, right. Talking about, you know, we fear our greatness more than we fear, you know, the idea of playing small to satisfy God. And obviously you don't play small. You, you, you play. Well, I, big. Mean, I don't <laughs> understand that. There's a lot of people that play small because they think they're going to interrupt the world around them. And, and that little voice on their shoulder is holding them back right. from their greatness. Right. So that's why people that they think they're visionaries, they think they live in abundance, but they still live in cost world. So eh, see you later. <laughs> see you later. Not All right, real- Justin, we're going to we're going to put it out there. What's what's the big dream? You mentioned the Brepic Foundation. I'm it. I mean, I'm 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 doing it. I mean, um, you know. So I'm, what's your goal for the Brepic Foundation? What do you want the Brepic Foundation to be able to, to change the world? I mean, it will. I'm not worried about that. I mean, that's the 10 year, that's 10 years, but you know, a new company will pave the way for that. And what, what I, what I'll say about the new company is, is that it's a full collaboration, meaning like I could not build a tech platform that's linked in without the BS. If I tried to do that, I'd blow myself up, electrocute myself. So I'm good at talking about it. My partner is full backstage visionary. So he onboards folks. Um, most of his days doing eight, nine and 10 figure deal. He's in the finance world, eight, nine and 10 figure deals. Um, and, uh, and so, but he's, you know, he's full backstage. And then the person who actually built the platform, he's, you know, he runs a tech company. So, it's just a, all it is is technology for my brain, what I'm already doing. So, I mean, and then before COVID, I spent more time with my family than any dad I've ever met. Now I just spend more time with them. So I'm very, you know, not only am I living in my dream now, but I know it will exponentially grow because I just keep taking action and making bigger investments to be in smaller rooms where the people are making bigger impact. So it's the same formula. Well, and you have the boundaries around the things that matter. Well, that allows me to spend biggest investment in my family, smallest room where I can make the most impact. It's the same formula. So powerful. All right, Justin, you've just spent an hour with an entrepreneur and you want to encourage them and leave them with Justin's words of wisdom. What would you share? Oh, this is a good, this is a good one. I really enjoyed this one. Um, This is how I learn in real time. I'm very grateful for that. I don't like landing the plane. It's annoying because like, um, and you didn't ask, which I'm grateful for. A lot of them was like, how do people find you? But I am going to mention it because, because um, I you took, you took it, right? You took the survey, right? The scorecard. I think you did. I did. Okay. So, so I'm going to mention it. Um, If you go to my first company's website, it's brepicllc.com. I don't know if you want to put that in the show notes, but It'll be, in the, it'll, it'll be in the bottom, in the okay. uh, description. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. So there's a mindset scorecard, right? There's a mindset score. So it takes five minutes. You took it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, because people, they qualify or disqualify themselves with their own mindsets. And then if they disqualify themselves, they're like, well, maybe what do I need to change here? What do I need to change? And it's been fascinating because people do not game it. They're very honest in it. They're very honest. So I strongly encourage folks to take that. 
to see if you really are a visionary who lives in abundance and looks at things investment high cost or you don't. And it's uh, just a tremendous, I'm very grateful for that scorecard. It's been a, a real game changer for. It didn't tell me whether I passed or not. Oh, you passed. You passed. <laughs> it, it, it was definitely a very interesting. I love the categories that, that it's, that it spoke about and the mindset. I'm obviously a huge fan of mindset and, and learning in my own mindset on the way. And so Justin really, really appreciate the conversation. I've appreciated the, the interaction and watching you learn as we go here. So this has been fantastic. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for joining me. I've been darting around and I'm like, oh man, that's a good one. So, and then I'll re-listen to this and then I'll learn again. So thank you. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the show, please like subscribe or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Mark Victor and Crystal Hansen join Robert and Noel in a conversation about how to move from where you are to where you imagine yourself being. They share about the power of being infinitely curious, like children who are perfect, uncorrupted askers. We also talk about the importance of relationship capital. We hope you'll join us in learning that each of us was coded by God with a destiny.